the notes got so full in the last hour. <laughs> I thought this was the one from last week. I thought I opened the wrong one. I mean, welcome to future chat. That's how it always works. I know. I only put one thing in there. Okay. I put two. I don't even know oh, what's... Uh, did someone put a bunch of stories in? Who would do such a thing? Who would ever do that? Mike. Hey, we're back with episode number 112 of Future Chat. We have officially left Google Plus behind. This is the first time that we have not had the option to do a Hangout on Air via Google Plus. This is straight through YouTube, like I did last week as a demo, because it was still alive. But uh, I don't know. What do you, how do you guys feel? We've lost the plus from our from our Google Plus. I noticed no difference. No difference? Yeah. How will yeah, people it's, find it's this same. stream without Google Plus now? It's... I'm worried. I'm concerned for our audience. I'm very concerned. I'm going to see if Twitter works, but... I'm concerned for humanity in general. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, humanity's doomed. Uh, I don't think we're going to go quite as long as last week. Last week was an anomaly after we didn't talk for a month. Uh, But Nick, why don't you start us off? You're on a different computer than you were every other week. What's going on with Ubuntu? Bad things. Um, so for the last month or so, I've had to boot using like two kernel updates ago. Okay. And the reason is that it wasn't compatible with UEFI boot up. And so I thought, oh, I'll see if I can disable that. And things have gotten so much worse. I, Mm. I think I'm just going to have to run like a system repair on my machine. Have you ever done that with Linux? It seems like it might just... No, I'm going to have to like... Because my computer has a SSD on it with part of that having all the restore data. Okay. Which I'm glad I never wiped at this point. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that repairs the BIOS. Right. I'm not even sure if that would happen. Yeah, it does. It seems like I would advise you to have a backup. Uh, obviously, I think I feel like you would have any important files already backed up. But yeah, I I did that. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this something that's happening? Like you, you're on another computer. Does that mean before you get use of your computer back, you are going to have to do that? The other one isn't actually booting. Yeah. Okay. I I used a live USB to repair the ubuntu partition Mm -hmm. and it's just i can't even get to it now oh wow i i'm wondering if i could repair grub but i'm not 100 percent sure on how to do that so i might try that first right yeah in my experience fresh installs are the best way to go when it comes to trying to fix those errors yeah and then i wipe out all the uh all the wasted space. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to tell us what this did? This just happen, breaking from uh, Tesla, or is this a couple days old and you just put it in here? Because this was I saw this this morning for the first time. Which the Tesla follow up? Oh yeah, I put that in this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not new. Not like brand brand new. Is it not? I know there is talk about them. That's what I'm asking it to you. Good storage. Yeah. Did this this contract deal appear to be new? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, like they had obviously that was their end goal was to supply grid scale 
mm. electricity um, to cities. But yeah, I guess they they just won a bid for Southern Californian grid support for backup power. So not as a primary power distribution, but as as backup source. Okay. So I guess there's a current gas leak that's that's going on right now. So um, yeah, when they don't have enough gas to to run their power stations then they'll uh they'll go to the backup power that's that's in the batteries so yeah and and i know we had a story a while back i think it was a pennsylvania company that was putting in some grid uh battery power in an ontario uh, municipality so i i guess that this article is fairly speculative um on the future of battery storage and just very optimistic that at some point, the battery storage and solar plus battery system to to supply electricity is going to outpace the current method of gas and kind of real time distribution of electricity versus using a you know store energy and distribute through battery storage. So, um, I, I'm glad to see an alternative to the current you know coal and and gas fired power plants as uh as an option right but again like nuclear is already here so we we should probably start start trying to implement that a bit more but there's obviously environmental factors real or not that uh that kind of are hurdles for nuclear would you advise that alberta should get off its tuchus and build a nuke (laughs) (laughs) i think anyone who doesn't have a nuke should have one based on basically right based on my my understanding from what you've educated me about (laughs) Based on my understanding of an extremely biased source. <laughs> Nick's in the pocket of big nuclear. <laughs> well, I was. He really is. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was going to say. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this Tesla thing doesn't seem huge. No. But I'm kind of surprised that I had not heard anything about this biggest natural gas leak in U.S. history that they're covering for. That seems well, crazy. I actually have. Reading it again, I think the the natural gas leak was on the East Coast. Okay. Um, it was running from Houston all the way up to like New York. And there Wait. were stops along the way. Oh, no, that was gasoline, not natural gas. Oh, so, no, the natural gas leak was that wellhead that I think it was a wellhead or facility that was leaking methane. Okay. Um, yeah, because there was that gasoline pipeline leak and there's a natural gas leak in California that hmm. was just spewing methane into the air, so... Um, and yeah, I guess that must have affected the right. power generation ability. Mm-hmm. Cause this is just, uh, I'm reading here enough to power 2,500 homes per day yeah. or for a day. I don't know how exactly that would work if you're, if you're powering something for a long period of time with a battery, how is it just kind of like using solar or wind or whatever alternative power and storing up any excess? Because it seems like if if you have enough battery power to power 2,500 homes for a day, after a day, if it's powering anywhere near 2,500 homes, it's going to be out. Not, not that to, much. Yeah, yeah not well, that much. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's like short-term backup. Right. It seems like it yeah. is short-term, yeah. Right. Yeah, which in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't seem like a huge deal. Like you said, it's like, well... It's a small deal, but it's a big deal for a small deal. Yeah, like 2,500 homes is like not even a full community i don't even yeah and for one day it's like yeah i guess you have maintenance or something then right 
But yeah, for a lot of like, businesses, like a full day without power is kind of bad. Yeah, <laughs> I would say almost all businesses. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking more like food products, yeah. like where they have frozen stuff yeah. and and that or stuff. Even hospital hospitals obviously have their own mm-hmm. backup power. But yeah, yeah, a lot of different things rely on consistent power. Have you ever heard of an office that runs on computers? <laughs> Do people use computers? I'm trying I to put so. severity into per- perspective here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I yes, that's true too. Well, no, that's uh, that's also funny when you look at uh, a lot of renewable en- energy things. They'll tell you how many households run off that power, and then if you actually convert to conventional sources of power and see how many households it powers, it's it's a lot more. Really. Which, the yes. conventional or the renewable? Conventional. Like, yeah. the nuclear station in uh, Darlington mm. powers more than 2,500 households. Okay. And how many, would it, how many would it power under their, like, the conservative estimate? Like, like is it a 10 times increase? Is it, like, half of twice Ontario. as many? Half of Ontario? Almost always. Okay. Like, they're... Half of their energy comes from nuclear. Okay. So to be Darlington plus Blue Bruce plus Pickering? Is Darlington okay. in Pickering? You're the only one that would know. Well, no, I am the only one that I'm would d- know. Yeah. I'm just taking your word that these are real places, by the way. They sound made up. <laughs> the, the I, I will say the Bruce Peninsula is absolutely gorgeous. You should definitely go. There's a national park. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. You can take the Chichimon to Manitoulin Island. And that I've been sounds there. fabricated. I've been to Manitoulin Island. I know that's real. You probably took the Bruce then. Or you the took Bruce. Bruce Peninsula to get there unless you were getting there from the north. No, it was from the south. Yeah, huh. you probably went through the Bruce Peninsula. Must have. It was a long time ago. I was <laughs> I was a child. I didn't appreciate the natural beauty as we drove past. Uh, I was like, this is a long like, drive. Well, I mean, in fairness, if you're used to like Yukon or something like that, and you're driving through anywhere in Ontario, you're going to be like, wow, this is a buttload of trees. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lakes there's the arrogant worms have a song that goes something like we've got rocks and trees and trees and rocks and rocks and trees and trees and rocks and rocks and trees and trees and rocks and water <laughs> I miss and the that's ontario worms. in a nutshell yeah, yeah. sums it up <laughs> so uh nick i want to hear we haven't the last episode was very tech heavy. It sure and, was. Yeah. So for this week, I want to start off switching gears <gasps> and hear your story about beer. Oh, my God. Now, this is almost East meets West worthy. Mm-hmm. Loyal listeners will know why I said that so slowly. <laughs> but there's actually a science of beer story here. Gentlemen. We know that the head-on beer indicates that you've aerated it well and you've gotten extra flavors out of it. But did you know that the head on your beer serves a very useful purpose? And what's that? Well, one, it's speculated that it keeps crap from falling into your beer. Because 
it's layered non-dense right crap yes yeah well yeah mm-hmm. it's like not literal crap like feathers like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know when you're out at the beach drinking a beer seagulls around you want to yeah. you want to make sure those feathers stay out yeah. exactly when you're drinking on the beach with a beer glass <laughs> but further coffee drinkers will be will be familiar with this mike how many times have you spilled coffee from a mug of coffee too many times right yeah <laughs> especially in university when i was new to drinking coffee i got a lot of burns on my hand or like tim horton's cups yeah it's yeah like, it just sloshes right oh around man. doesn't it yeah now horrible. did you know gotta start drinking beer while driving instead <laughs> This is going yes, off the rails. delicious, delicious, <laughs> non-alcoholic beer. Can, anyway. Can, can I just interject here and ask if we can all agree that that beer in that picture is very poorly poured? Well, that might be one of the first pints being drawn from a keg, because apparently that happens uh, a lot. Maybe. We'll like, give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah they, they usually that's waste. That's what I say, because that, that thing is half head right there. <laughs> that is a good four inches of head on that thing. <laughs> yeah let's all stop giggling at the phrase four inches of head <laughs> so what's the science behind this so they actually looked into the physics of head and having bubbles on top of a beverage and i i'm not convinced that this is the best description because i think it's really tailored to the layman reader but the long and short is they tilted beverages and took high speed images of tilting the beverages. And then they recorded how far the liquid levels moved along the glass. And go ahead and look at those pictures now. Okay. Listener, do the same. Please do, yes. Link will be in the show notes. Right. Huh. It's a huge difference, right? It is. Yeah. So they're saying it's something to do with the capillary action of the edges of the bubbles, or that's their hypothesis, that the edges of the bubbles, it ends up adding up and keeping that liquid level from sloshing quite as much. And then you also have a foam, which dampens things, which is how insulation works. Right. I'm I'm disappointed here that they didn't use actual beer. Yeah. I mean, I like the header in the story. How was this measured? Did a bunch of physicists at a bar slosh their glasses back and forth? Because best study ever. Yeah, that sounds great. But this was yeah. done with foam. I've actually noticed, too, like uh, espresso has a head on it. And right. I don't tend to spill it when it has the head there. And I hadn't really thought of that before. Hmm. It, I do think... I. Maybe it's just kind of bias on my part mentally that I always think of fancier beers as having more foam, but like to to the right amount. And but I think of cheaper beers like something like Canadian or Budweiser, you getting it and then it not having any head at all and that beer also spilling, but it might just be because people are more careful with beers that have been (laughs) poured better. There's a commercial for Budweiser right now where they have the new 
game glasses or whatever, and the guy's just actually dumping a bottle into the middle of it. And I'm like, how are you not going to spill everything everywhere like that? Yeah. Is it also that just cheap beer is a specific type of beer that wouldn't be conducive to holding? It's po- it's always possible. Like generating They might have engineered it not to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know why you do that. Bars, but maybe. Do you, mm. Rob, do you remember going to the bar with my sister and we ordered a pitcher of Keith's and I put a head on all the glasses and then she <laughs> took a taste and went, oh, God, what did you do to it? Why does it taste like this? <laughs> we all kind of looked at her and was like, this is how it's supposed to taste? <laughs> It's like that's oh, the fl- that's the actual flavor of the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is something that I am now going to test next time I have a beer. I'm going to like I'm going to make sure that there's should, like should a, we right pause to start. right now and all of us go grab beers. I'm not going to do that. I will but only pour because there's one with a nice head and one with none, and then like kind of do a dance at yeah. the table. I guess. <laughs> We'll we'll all try it and report back next week. I don't have any beer near me. That's my biggest problem. House? No. Oh God, Rob, are you okay? You don't have beer in the house? No, I'm fine. What's wrong? Some hard liquor in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Is that better or worse? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had it any of that in a while either. But that's beyond the point. I I went out after work because we had a big work event this week. Yeah. I ate something at one thirty, had a cookie around five, and then after work I went and grabbed uh two pints with a coworker. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, you want to stay for another? <laughs> and I was like, No, I really need to eat something. <laughs> they they serve food. Expensive food. I guess. And McDonald's was right across the street <laughs> with with delicious McDoubles. And if you checked Snapchat, a big sign that says yes. intoxicated people aren't allowed into McDonald's after dark. I was like, do you know your your audience? Do you know your market at all? Yeah, they obviously like the I'm pretty sure the one downtown in Ottawa has a sign that says the exact opposite. It's like only drunk people in here after 8 p.m. on Saturday. (laughs) Why else would you be in there? Yeah. (laughs) So we'll uh, we'll all do that experiment with beer foam and we'll report back. Uh, Mike, for the meantime, uh, do you want to let us know the latest shot in the Netflix tether, uh, not tethering, um, data cap net neutrality fight yeah i feel like we've heard something similar to this before but i guess the latest stance from netflix is that uh data caps from the isps so not Mm -hmm. mobile or cellular data but the conventional cable or fiber data that having data caps is unreasonable and and goes against net neutrality i guess um, similar to how Canadian providers are arguing that, uh, or Canadian content creators are arguing that 
these services that are offered by the ISPs directly, such as like Show Me or Crave, mm-hmm. um, those often have less or no uh, data costs or or zero rating right. against their data caps, yeah. whereas services like Netflix do have them. So on one on one part of it is that Netflix is saying that data caps in general limit the amount to which customers are able to watch the amount of TV or just consume internet, but rel- specifically related to TV consumption. Yeah. Um, to beyond the point to which they're satisfied with. So basically they'd, they'd watch more if they had higher data caps. And the other hand is the content that is put out by the ISPs or even just partnerships, not even just the ones that are from the ISPs directly, but just some have partnerships with, with other content providers or content, yeah. content creators uh, are zero rated. So again, it offers an unfair advantage because there's the data catch, which prevent customers from watching so much Netflix. And then once they hit their cap, then they might just stick to the, to the zero rated services. So, right. Um, this has been addressed to the FCC. So the, the U S uh, communications division, obviously not to the Canadian one at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and so, so it's going to go under review, I guess, similar to how they're investigating or, or analyzing other types of services and, and deals that these companies are putting out, such as T-Mobile's, uh, what camera, what it's called now, unlimited everything or whatever, uh, all you can watch or whatever plan they have where unlimited video up to whatever quality level right. that they have. And they're, they're investigating kind of how fair that might be mm-hmm. as it relates to, to other providers. So, um, yeah, it, this is kind of more follow-up. There isn't a whole lot to see on it right now, but I don't know. The, the ISP's response to Netflix's claims is that they haven't found that customers are needing more data room. <laughs> <laughs> so, we find that our funny. customers don't use more than their caps. It's the craziest but, thing. And, <laughs> I wonder my, why that might be. I, I I feel like it's more satisfaction wise, not actual use. And and I imagine that the majority, as in you know, fifty percent plus one people, are actually okay with their data caps. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that's okay because. It shouldn't be, you know, as long as the majority of people are fine, then all is okay. Right. Because then why would you have laws like same-sex marriage? Yeah. Right? To take the analogy way too yeah. far. But <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's the same idea, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's it shouldn't always just be, but as long as the majority is happy, then you're fine. Right. Yeah, it's it's also easy to satisfy a majority that yeah, exactly. doesn't know what's wrong. Yeah. Like, I, uh, if my water always smelled of fish and I <laughs> had always drank it that way and you asked me if I was satisfied, I'd say, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right. Give me water that didn't taste like fish. I'd probably be like, wow, this is so much better than the, all the water I've ever had before. But, you know, without knowing about that. Yeah. I went through it. Turns out we have now been with Bell for internet for six months. And the very as soon as we got this unlimited internet plan, I immediately turned on a backup service that automatically backs everything up to the cloud. Was it Backblaze? It was Backblaze. And uh, so the very first month we had it, 
we had this. I used 2.3 terabytes of, <laughs> of data. And wow. in, the, in, the, in the months since, it's averaged between 300 and 400 gigs. And uh, I, I'm satisfied with that. That's like some Netflix, a decent amount of YouTube, and not really uploading that much other than backing up pictures and stuff and video. Like yeah. personal video. So I'm, I don't think, cause before our Rogers plan, we had a cap of 550 gigs and we never, we came close to that, but we never went over and having unlimited, like, yes, some people are going to use a lot. That's the whole point, but you don't need to like, I don't know. Companies can still make money. Mm-hmm. Speaking of internet revolutions, tech savvy has a brand new customer. Is that you? No, we've been with tech savvy for a while. <laughs> No, um, it was a friend of ours has moved to a new condo and Telus could not figure out how to set up her internet and Shaw could not figure out how to set up her internet, but tech savvy who just uses Shaw text and repackages <laughs> Shaw internet <laughs> managed to get it done for her so that's weird tech savvy has a brand new customer the revolution continues that's bizarre right like she was super happy with tech savvy i yeah. don't understand what is wrong with shop but <laughs> i think they're still in the like yeah it's okay tell us we'll also dissatisfy people and we'll all be happier for it yep because our customers will not know what proper service is. Right. Yeah, Nick, you posted a link here that I had read about a while back where, like, I think it's a cable or internet CEO saying that usage caps are basically stupid and just, like, not, like, taking advantage of people, basically. Is that... Well, yeah, they were like, well, this is what happens when you have no competition. Right. He adjusts his monocle and his top hat. He's <laughs> actually no, because <laughs> he's got a cigar in his teeth. Sure, and yeah, checks his pocket watch for the time. Right. The idea that if you take data caps away, that we're going to use like an order or two of magnitude more internet than we do, it just seems bizarre. Like it, it doesn't really make any sense. The only way that could happen is if people decided to start new businesses like internet businesses that require a lot of bandwidth and that would only be seen as a good thing like that would mm-hmm. create industry where there isn't any now or oh. create competition where there isn't any now like the whole argument just is so bizarre yeah like now sorry go ahead like for me our internet was always at 250 gigabyte data cap mm-hmm. and in the summer months, we'd usually be okay, but the winter we'd kind of bump up against that and go over into the next tier yeah. a little bit. Um, but the way that Telus has it set up, I was going to say had, but I think they still have it set up as you have your data cap, and then if you go above that, you get a fifty gigabyte data bucket for another ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. The odd month that we'd go over, we don't have to pay an extra 10 bucks, which is kind of okay. Like, it's not ludicrous where it's like 10 bucks for 100 megabytes. 
it's a it's a ton of money for the what you're getting, but it's not it's not crazy. Like it's just yeah. a little bit more. It's it's not, and it oh, never was never enough for me to like say, oh, I need to go up to the next tier on a monthly basis because the next right. tier up was like 500 gigabytes, and uh, but it cost an extra 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Right. So it's like even if I went over every single month by 50 gigs. I'd still be better off not going up into the next year because the next year had higher speeds, but I didn't find that I needed higher speeds. Mm-hmm. So the only benefit would be the data cap and, and that data cap value wasn't, uh, wasn't worth the 15 bucks a month. So right. now we're on a deal for, I think six months where we are getting 50, the 50 megabyte megabit per second tier and 500 gigabyte data cap. Um, I haven't looked at the the usage lately, but I'm, I'm imagining it's probably fairly similar. Yeah, so, you're not going over. No, we're 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 not going over that, and we're probably not even getting over that 300 that we'd that we'd necessarily or sometimes go over uh, on the odd month. So, right. I also um, like that tech savvy, in stark contrast, will give you 300, <laughs> and then <laughs> if if you want unlimited, they will charge you five whole dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And not to mention the 300 is, they have like the, that kind of whitelist time where between two and 8 a.m. Oh yeah. They, unlimited. I think it's midnight to eight or something like okay, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It but, might be two to eight. Anyway. Yeah. It's just, you set back blaze. Right. Yeah, exactly. Between midnight and eight and yeah. you're off to the races. You're going. Exactly. Tech savvy isn't fiber though, right? That one's just cable. It, yeah, I think it's cable. But it yeah. just piggybacks off Shaw, so yeah right. it it wouldn't be it wouldn't give you a fiber hookup directly in your house, but it'll use the system which uses fiber most of the way. Like it's I think they call it fiber to the home or fiber to the node or whatever it is. Most of the network is still fiber. Right. It's just your actual connection isn't. I just remember I just remember looking at their speeds and their upload was not very good. Like that's not. No, that's not a fiber versus cable difference. That's just the plans they were able to negotiate with whatever the provider is. Oh, is it? That it's not limited like that. Oh, okay. cable internet isn't limited to those speeds. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. think there was a for a while there DSL kind of was their DSL like dry loop internet service. It might have been speed limited, but it's it's still a lot higher than like the three or five or ten even gigabytes that you can. So so they're being throttled by Shaw or whoever they're using in that area. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Or the, or at least their plans, like they're being their very highest plan, is not the highest capacity that the network can give right. them because Shaw wants to prioritize their own right bandwidth. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I want to just I I started a new phone plan and I just want to tell people. This is kind of a PSA. I, I posted this on Facebook a while back, a few, a couple of weeks ago before the plan had kicked in. But uh, if you are interested in living the data only lifestyle and don't really care or have alternate means of texting and phone calling people, um, Fido's got a really good. I'll put a link to the to it again in the show notes. But Fido has a really good fifteen dollar a month plan for three gigabytes of data on your phone or tablet or whatever, and uh, it's ten bucks a gig over three gigabytes. But I've put this on now my, like I have a second SIM card for either my iPad or the the Android phone I have laying around. And it has been amazing having that kind of freedom to not have to, before I was using 150 megabytes and it was costing me $10 a month just to be, basically be on the network. 
that this $15 a month is five bucks more and I'm actually going to use it because I'm not worried about going over a three gigabyte plan as much as I am a 150 megabyte plan. Right. But I, I highly recommend that plan. And if you, if you aren't needing hardwired phone service and you still do get, you can make phone calls if it's an emergency or something, it'll just, it'll be pay per use at like 40, 35 cents or whatever a minute. Hmm. Uh, highly recommended though. So, uh, is there anything here that is super pertinent, uh, to either of you or could I quickly go over my last, uh, yeah. like the gist of my last story? I want to hear about that. Cause it's, it relates sure. to what we talked about with Tesla a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the headline is solar industry braces as looming glut threatens to erode prices. That's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Like, mm-hmm. um, Apparently, this has happened once before. It's just, you know, demand being cyclical. So Chinese demand for solar panels is lessening at the moment for whatever political economic reasons. I can't quite remember. I think it's political because they've just decided they're not going to do quite as much solar right now. So given that the Chinese are trying to electrify their country, and that's a couple billion people. That's a lot less demand all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So everyone's been ramping up production to cater to the Chinese demand, and now the demand is dropping. So the price is gonna are gonna have to drop significantly. So the main thrust of this, I think, you're gonna see. A lot of articles saying, wow, look at how cheap solar power has become. It's amazing. We can power the whole world with solar now. And you kind of have to be careful because that's not a sustainable price drop. That's just, you know, Mm. cyclical demand. But in theory, if you wanted to get in, would that be, would now be a good time to do it? Or if you want to get solar panels? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember like reading some other analysis and we've talked about it on the show before on on solar cost benefit. And the biggest hurdle was the upfront cost wasn't mm-hmm. ideal right now. But yeah, it, based on this, it sounds like it should be coming down sooner than later. Mm. Um, and temporarily, that was, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Yeah, so I'd almost if it were me, I'd probably wait till the next bust. So if it booms again, once it comes into vogue again, and then it busts again a little bit, then maybe that might be the time to do it. Because mm. I think that the power companies aren't, their plans aren't super favorable still for, for solar or going off the grid, so to speak. Well, here they're not. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Speaking from a Canadian bias. Albert. Right. Albert bias. bias even. Yeah. Ontario. It's a great idea. <laughs> hmm. huh. Okay. So this is the kind of thing where it's, like you said, it's always in a cycle. And is there any indication of how long the cycle is going to last? I don't remember that off the top of my head. Okay. I I imagine with policy changes, you'll see the cycle upswing again when there's more incentive for companies and residences to to put in solar. Okay. that's, That's often what drives cycles is that type of policy change right okay cool apparently this has happened before and they're actually better prepared for it because they just realize that it's coming right 
So that's fun. So yeah, if I I would say if you're interested in in learning more about this, this article goes pretty in depth and has a lot of details that I don't understand. But uh, if you're interested in solar power, you probably do better than me. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, it actually is fairly in depth for yeah. a, for a mainstream news article. Like it's not even a tech article or yeah, tech I came site across that reading yeah. an actual physical paper one day and i was really impressed yeah shout out to the globe and mail well it's actually a bloomberg article but shout out to the globe and mail for printing a quality <laughs> bloomberg article <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah okay so yeah we we have 15 minutes left you guys want to talk about pokemon or do you want to talk <laughs> about the other i'm fine pushing is that other stories next week of course i, I want to talk about pokemon so so is this is this pokemon session just gonna be us berating you for being an idiot no oh I my god so. we should do that but you should do that for a full hour so okay <laughs> we have we have approximately 10 minutes i'm gonna say thank you for listening to this week's episode of future chat we'll be back next week with more science and tech talk see you next time ciao So, Rob, <laughs> I, I don't think I did anything wrong. Like every tech related thing I have ever seen you interact with, you just go deep by <laughs> default. You just like dive right in there. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you experimented with Ubuntu, it yeah. wasn't even just like, yeah, I'm just going to dabble in this for a while. It was like, yeah, full install. Just yeah. just going. Well, I put on a partition, but Yeah. Anyway, you just like went right in there, like fully embraced it. Like you were on board. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Well, and, like, and it's not only that, just but just rooted the-, the iPhone as soon as you had an iPhone and were capable of rooting the thing. You're right. So, the in general, though, you're also quite rational and level-headed, and will at least consider other points of views. Yeah, but, but Pokemon just, Go came out. Yeah, and you just. You became a layman. <laughs> okay, so can I explain my... No, I'm not point? finished berating you no, yet. No, 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 hold on. One, <laughs> one, one moment. I have something that is consistent. My consistent mindset throughout all three of the events just described is that I really like going in-depth and reading and learning everything I can about... So like Ubuntu, very well documented online. All the things about, like, from the makers, from the writers of the source code of Ubuntu, here's the answer to your question. From, what was the second example? Uh, Rooting iPhone. The jailbreak community, so vocal and about explaining every little detail. Pokemon, I, I open the app, and if, if, if they wanted IVs to be important, they would have put stamina attack defense they would have put that in the app and it's not visible at they all they have put that in the app they it's haven't the appraisals it's it's yeah the appraisals is the closest they've gotten to acknowledging that the community I, wants i was it, gonna but. say like mike is right mike was right in the slack earlier there mm-hmm. are very very well-defined meanings for everything that they say in the appraisal right but these are things that people that Niantic has deliberately obscured and they've obscured everything about the game and you're still playing it. Yeah. Right. This is probably the least well-documented game ever, by the way. It's worth noting that Ingress 
from what I've heard from people that play it, is it's also very mysterious. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the kind of their modus operandi to be mysterious about stuff. Right. So that that shouldn't be a barrier or a hurdle to getting into a game. Right. That's no, just it, part of the game. Not. And I feel like if you spend any time on the self road, the subreddit, or the actual like self road thing that they're doing, mm-hmm. you would see that it's well documented. Okay, so I have looked, I have been on the Pokemon Go subreddit, which I know is like scratching the surface, not that they don't go deeper. Yeah, that is just a lot of your habitat. That's the filthy casuals. Yeah, I like that. It's a low signal to noise. Exactly. Yeah. And (sighs) sorry, high high signals. Yeah, low signals. In Pokemon Go, they're now starting to like there are active conversations about wouldn't it be nice if this were a feature? Exactly. I love that. Whereas on the self road, it started to become that. If you have, hey, wouldn't this be a nice feature? They will just downvote that to yeah. oblivion right off the hop. <laughs> They're like, this is not the subreddit for that. This is hard research we're doing here on the Silk Road. So I don't I don't know how to best explain this. I want to play a fun game and I want to catch the Pokemon. And I don't want to go in and rename all my Pokemon to like the stats they have because i went and researched them all i just want to get catch the strongest ones that i can find and fight them sometimes to get coins to collect more like that's i don't i don't belittle anybody who wants to play deeper and deeper and deeper but that's not the game that i'm playing i my issue is that when we talk about stuff like iv or battle strategies or whatever your approach or your attitude is, well, that doesn't matter. It's like, why are we talking about right? this? This is but it's useless. Like, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Though that I can see how that works. I just choose not to do that. That's fine. But you're like objectively saying that that stuff doesn't matter or that it's stupid or whatever. It's like, well, what's that based on? That's not based on anything. I don't think I actually anything. said it's stupid. Well, that's the attitude about it. <laughs> Even the thing with the Pokemon Go Plus, it's like right. it has spe- a specific feature set. Right. It has its benefits. Those benefits aren't for everyone, but that doesn't yeah. make it objectively bad. It's just bad so, for yeah. what you would get out of it. Right. So I want to hear next in the next couple of weeks, whatever, yeah. your experience and how satisfied you are with the benefits that the Plus has on mm-hmm. your game. Because from what I'm hearing of people that have had it for a couple of days now, they're pretty disappointed in what it can do. And what it has done for them. So for one, those people obviously didn't do their research because, again, what it can and can't do was very well documented, especially in the past couple days since people have had it. Right. On Silk Road. On the Silk Road. So what I mean is they're saying, oh, like, I'm I'm at a spot that I know a Pokestop is at and it doesn't quite update or like I missed the stop or I... Right. And I, I haven't had enough experience with it to see that, like... Once I go, like, next week when I'm downtown, I'll get a lot of experience with how right. it works and its reliability and whatnot. Yeah. Um, even, like, when I first got it, it had connectivity issues, and it, my app actually just updated this morning mm-hmm. in order to improve the device stability. Yeah. So, and that's the whole thing. Like, even right now, its feature set is quite limited in that you can only throw one Pokeball. It's, you either get it or you don't. If it breaks out, it flees, whatever. Um, only one type of ball. Which is stupid. Which is stupid, like, but... I, all- I upgraded my storage in my bag, and I, I just don't have 
Pokeballs still. Like they've already changed the feature so that now you actually can try to catch Pokemon that you don't have in your Pokedex. Right. Before it was you you can't even try to catch them. You can only it would would alert you, but you can't catch them. I I don't think the at no point did they even say they'd alert you. But like people were wondering if it would even alert you if you found one that you did that wasn't your Pokedex. Now it flashes a different color when it's one you don't have. And you can either and at that point you can choose to catch it on your device or you can just go to your phone and try to catch it from there. Right. And and I'm trusting that at some point they'll implement features such as changing the type of ball that you use, doing more than one throw, all that kind of stuff. But you don't think how would they do that with one button? It's like because you can just toggle, you can just like press it twice quickly in a row to go to great ball, press it three times quickly to use ultra, like or hold it however long, and the light changes to show you're at a different type of ball. There's so many oh, different. It could change from red to blue to yellow. Yeah, right. How like clever. Already, in order to unpair the device with your app, you hold down the button for five seconds and hold it down for five seconds again. So you can do those types of like action configurations mm-hmm. to change what it does. So like, yeah, I, and I can only trust again that Niantic will implement these changes if, and when the community asks for them the same way they did with appraisals, the same way they did with the tracking, the same way they do with all this kind of stuff. So you agree though, that like, for instance, with the appraisals, yeah, they could have implemented the appraisal that you go into the, pick the Pokemon, hit the button, press appraise, and it would say, wow, your Pokemon looks great. Its attack is Oh, of course it could have. Right. Its defense is 10 right. out of 15. No, of they course could have done that and it would have been way more useful. But that's right. not in keeping with the tradition yeah. in the actual Pokemon games because they don't tell you either. You have to calculate it. <sighs> the thing I wish they did do was make the Pokemon level explicit instead of that yeah. stupid arc. It's like, why? That's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't understand why they didn't do that unless it was to make IV calculation way more difficult. What, was there a thing in the games that was similar to how like hatched Pokemon are only going to be maximum level 20? I don't no. know. I didn't play okay. games past the first ones. I, I played the second generation. Okay. No. It's short answer. No. Okay. Like you just get a baby Pokemon when it hatches. Okay. Interesting. Like you, but in I that think you'd case, get like a level you, five Pokemon or something like that. But when it when it's with with the games, you would you could fight them or train them or whatever to make them better. Whereas with this with Pokemon Go, you can't yeah. do that. Not yet, right? Well, but that, and that is coming. People have or, asked no for idea. it and right. speculate that it might come. Okay, I'm very skeptical. Although buddy Pokemon is about as close as you get to that. Yeah, and I think that, up. Yeah. It, that doesn't you get you so anything. Though. I am it doesn't pained. get you anything. It doesn't. It do, it only gets. It doesn't get you anything on its own. You still need Stardust. Like you could walk a thousand miles, and you would not be able to do anything yeah. with your Pokemon. I think the Buddy feature is a step in the right direction and shows that they're looking at having those types of features where you right. can well, where Rob, you can single out a Pokemon to make better. Mm-hmm. Rob, I would walk. A thousand or five hundred miles, and I, I would walk five hundred more <laughs> just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to power my Bulbasaur. <laughs> it actually rhymes. Yeah, I even if they had 
you walk your Pokemon and every time you hit a kilometer or three kilometers or whatever, you're, you would get a candy and it would like tick up the arc like 1%. You could at least, it would at least train it up as you walked. Right. So you wouldn't need to also get Stardust to like, cause this, this way it's still not really beneficial to walk it in order to power it up. It's beneficial to walk it in order to eventually evolve it. Right. Are you having Stardust problems? Yeah. It's extremely difficult to like, now that all my Pokemon I want to power up need 4,000 Stardust to get to the next thing. You hatch eggs. See, I am. The thing is like with the buddy feature, it's a simple, you know, simple in air quotes, code change to make it so that it increases its level versus adding candy. Right. Because they already have the feature where you designate a Pokemon to track kilometers as you walk. And yeah. they have a little arc that fills yeah. up as you gain kilometers. Like I like that. That's 90% of that feature. Right. The other 10% is you get a candy or you gain experience or yeah. get whatever. Like that. that's literally a code change. Sure. Right? So there's no reason they can't implement that feature. And I, again, I hope they do. Right. Well, because the, the, whatever John Hankey or whatever his name is. Yeah. The Niantic CEO, I guess. Yeah. Said that this is like the, this is the minimum viable product, yeah. that they have a bunch more stuff planned, but it's like, like he's th- thinking long game years down the yeah. road. And, and that's, that's the funny thing is that people are already quitting the game because yeah. like, oh, I'm done. Like, oh, it's a stupid. It's like, guys, like, you're, See you in a couple months when it gets better. Right? right no, like don't, no. Yeah, don't you give let up. Go because I don't need that gym competition. Well, that's fine. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, people don't, aren't thinking the long game here. It's I don't know. Right? Are you telling me that there are people out there without long term vision? Because I don't <laughs> think that's that's true. That's, that's never happened. <laughs> oh man! All right. Do you guys have uh, have anything else to say on Pokemon? Rob, I remember you literally saying that you posited there was no point in battling gyms when you already had your coins for the day. And you asked yeah. if you were missing something. And I said XP. Mm-hmm. And Mike put a superscript indicator to say that he agreed with me. Right. And then days later, actual weeks. days later. Oh, it, was, it was a week later. Was it weeks? Uh, okay. It was a, a week or two, yeah. So, guys! You get so much experience from battling at gyms. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm wondering if we'll have a moment in like a year or two. As yeah, I know I previously stated. You'll go, man, I powered up this really old mon that I had and it's not doing well, but I hatched this other one and I powered him up and he's doing so much better in the gyms. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just wondering when that's going to happen. Yeah, I uh I will continue to think the way I think and I'm happy to be proven wrong. Okay, well, I just want you to know we still love you, Rob. You just baffle us sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel the same way in that I don't understand how you guys have the time to keep track of. I don't do you do do you just do like top 12 or do you like check every single pokemon to see what its IVs are and then like memorize it? Well, it's when I hatch them particularly, I'll check to see what their IVs are. The other thing I'll do is if I hatch a particularly high level one, I'll check their IVs. Yeah. Right. Cuz I 
don't really want to invest a lot of candy and stardust Mm -hmm. in something that's not all that it could be. Like if I want a good battler, I want it to at least be in that tier where it says, wow, it can really battle with the best of them. Mm -hmm. Incidentally, I have now hatched two perfect Pokemon. Oh. Yeah. I think I told you about the first one. That was a Ponyta, which if it doesn't get a good move set, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be very unhappy. <laughs> but I hatched a second. And are you ready for this, guys? Is it a sparrow? Pre- prepare to be jealous. No, no. <laughs> Imagine something better than it's a sparrow. Pikachu. Is it a Rattata? No, if it was Pikachu, I would have told you already. Like, I would have just been over the moon. Rattata? I would argue even better than Rattata. <laughs> even better Weedle. than Rattata. Wow. We know. Zubat. Oh, nice. Perfect 100 yeah. level Zubat. See, Golbat's max CP actually isn't too bad. It's but its bad. moveset is awful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also finally got a Pidgey with Wing Attack and Hurricane. None oh, of my really? hatched Pidgeys with good IVs, just a random yeah. one that I chose to evolve because I <laughs> yeah. ran out of Pidgeys in the Did, did I tell you guys I've, I've been trying to get my Hurricane Pidgeot? I've, I've gone through five without really getting it. Yeah, I, I had it attack a grass Pokemon. It went really well, except its IVs are terrible, so I don't want to invest anything <laughs> in it. You guys are crazy. But now my executor has solar beams, so I have something to invest Man. candy in if I had any executor candy. Executors candy. are so strong in gyms, it's crazy. Like they're whatever their quick attack is, it just does so much damage. I Confusion need one. Fusion or Zen headbutt, I think. Probably Zen yeah. headbutt, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I I gotta level this one up, but I can't get candy for it unless if the execute nest stays the same at Central Memorial, I might get some, but it's going to be a while until I've maxed out Sprouts McGee. Yes. Yep. My um, my Squirtle candy count is at ninety-two. I've walked fifteen point seven kilometers with that Squirtle in the last day and a half. Nice. I only have eighty-eight. Mm. All right. You guys good for the week? Any more berating? No, it's good for now. Okay. Rob, trim those sideburns. <laughs> I'm probably not going to. Actually, no, I will tonight. You can no, rest. That's easy. a Simpsons reference. Don't you worry, Rob. You look fine. <laughs> All right. And I mean fine. <laughs> All right. I'm hitting stop. Okay. okay. I think we found a bumper. I'm hitting stop. No, the I mean fine. <laughs> Get as topical as possible. All right, I'm going to go and do groceries. <sighs> Have fun with that. Terrible choice. I know. But I'll allow I know, it. But I do want to eat. So. Well, Good do call. you not have Soylent? I do, but I'm saving it. For... When I have an emergency, when I, not an emergency, but when I need it, when I'm on the go. I'm, I'm debating switching to 2.0 from 1.6. Cause I actually, I actually look forward to drinking my 2.0 in the morning cause it's delicious. But my 1.6, I don't have the same appeal. Yeah. For, I get that. 
but it's more expensive. Slightly more expensive. Yeah. More expensive to the max. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I go? Bye, Rob. Miss you. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next.